the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Portions of the following program may be pre-recorded. The following program is sponsored by the National Prayer Chapel. There is a judgment greater than anything you've ever known. It won't be long Your life will pass by as a vapor And you will stand before the judgment seat of God And every secret deed and thought Every wrinkle, every spot will be in view Before the one who knows all things, the Lord of Lord and King of Kings, you know the one you never knew. While you have breath, you have a choice to make in life. Turn away from your sin and believe. On the risen Christ You can find peace in Him From the judgment That's to come He is the shelter From the coming storm shakes at the mention of his name he has power over life and death every knee will bow and tongue confess heaven and earth will proclaim that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of the Father will you bow will you surrender to his majesty he can save you from the might of all your sin this is a fight in which he stands in perfect victory while you have breath you have a choice to make in life Turn away from your sin And believe on the risen Christ 
you can find peace in him from the judgment that's to come judgment that's to come he is a shelter from the coming storm he's the only shelter from the coming storm Welcome to Pilgrim's Progress. I'm Ray Greenlee from the National Prayer Chapel. The storm is rolling in upon America. It has already begun. Natural disasters, but now financial disasters, banks closing, every possible corruption in the federal government, in local government, in people's lives. People are dying. Horrible things are happening to people. Things that we would not have ever considered possible before. But now, look what's happening. Corruption is not new in government. Throughout the ages, very corrupt and wicked men and women have owned and run the government, even as now very wicked men run the Federal Reserve. Corporations that I used to think were wonderful, I love their products, have gone woke. Levi's. I would not wear anything but a Levi jean. I wouldn't consider it. They were my favorites. Now they've gone woke. Now they've gone anti-Second Amendment. Now they are defying the very values, the Judeo-Christian values of America. I pray there's a great uprising and they make Levi Strauss go, bro go broke. There's an incident in 1 Kings 21 about a, a vineyard. The vineyard belongs to Naboth. He's a good man from a good family. And he's owned or his family has owned this property from the time the properties were divided when the children of Israel came into their promised land. 
But now Ahab wants his vineyard for his own vegetable garden because it was convenient. Naboth replies, no. This is my father's land. And the rule is that I cannot give it up for any reason. Ahab goes home. He's angry. He's sullen. And his wife Jezebel says, what's wrong, Ahab? You're the king. Well, what's wrong is Naboth will, will not let me buy his vineyard. She said, don't worry about it. Get up. Cheer up. I'll get the vineyard for you. So she wrote letters to Ahab in Ahab's name, placed his seal on them, and sent them to the elders and nobles who lived in Naboth's city. She wrote, Proclaim a day of fasting. Seat Naboth in a prominent place among the people. But seat two scoundrels, or liars, opposite him, and have them testify that he cursed both God and the king. Then take him out and stone him to death. Well, that's exactly what the elders and nobles, corrupt and wicked, did. And they stoned Naboth to death. As soon as Jezebel heard that Naboth had been stoned to death, she said to Ahab, Get up, go take possession of the vineyard of Naboth the Jezreelite. He's no longer alive. He's dead. So off Ahab trolleys over to the vineyard to look at his new vegetable garden. And the word of the Lord came to Elijah. Go down to meet King Ahab of Israel. He is now in Naboth's vineyard where he has gone to take possession of it. Say to him, this is what the Lord says. Have you not murdered a man and seized his property? Then says to him, this is what the Lord says. In the place where dogs licked up Naboth's blood, dogs will lick up your blood. Yes, yours. Oh, you have found me, my enemy? Yes, I found you, Elijah answered, because you have sold yourself to do evil in the eyes of the Lord. I'm going to bring disaster on you. I will consume your descendants and cut off from Ahab every last male in Israel, slave or free. I will make your house like that of Jeroboam, son of Nebat. You have provoked me to anger and have caused Israel to sin. Dogs will devour Jezebel by the wall of Jezreel. Dogs will eat those who belong to Ahab, who die in the city, and the birds of the air will feed on those who die in the country. There was never a man like Ahab who sold himself to do evil in the eyes of the Lord. There was never a man who set his heart to do evil like Joe Biden.
Now, the reason I'm sharing this with you is I want to get something else out that's much deeper and bigger. There is this utterly corrupt side that most of us were born into. We were tempted, even as children, to be sexually unclean. I'll never forget, my parents went to visit good friends. We went with them. We were maybe four years old. In the barn, very successful cattle operation. Several boys and several girls. We were all out there to play. But pretty soon, one of the little girls said, let's play doctor. I had no clue what playing doctor meant. And the little boys began to drop their pants. And the little girls began to examine them. Utterly wicked. And then the little girls dropped theirs. And everybody was laughing and talking and excited. We were born into a place of wickedness. It shows up even in little children. But it shows up even more in mom and dad as they go off someplace to have their orgy. Or to swap wives. Or the elders after a meeting where they have enjoyed playing cards with each other, gambling, nickel gamble, smoking their cigars, and then one of them suggests, hey, why don't we go down to the strip club? And often the elders of the church will trolley right off to the strip club. Corruption, wickedness, evil. So we were born into this cesspool of utter wickedness. We were born into Jezebel's world, where Jezebel rules. Oh, not this historic person of Jezebel, but her children. Jezebel rules. Through seductivity, through anger and bitterness. She rules through cunning, And selfishness. She rules in corruption. Now in this world. That we were born into. We can kind of. Manage. Our lives. Some being more corrupt than others. But it surrounds us like an atmosphere. Temptations. Striving against one another, suing one another, bitterness and anger. I've had people speak to me this week in anger and bitterness like I have never heard in my life. I was stunned. Well, there's another side I want to talk about. And that is the side of God's glory. Now, I want to show something to you that you know the story, but I want to put it in a different context. 
in Second Kings, after Ahab dies, and he dies shortly after this encounter at Naboth's vineyard. The king of Abysral falls through the second floor lattice in his house. And he sent messengers to the king of Ekron to consult their god, Beelzebub, the god of Ekron, with the question, will I survive this this injury? Well, they head out, and the Lord tells Elijah to go meet him and to confront their wickedness and tell the tell the messengers, go back and tell the king he will not survive this. You will not leave your bed you're laying on. You will certainly die. Well, they go back, and the king is angered by that message and angered by what Elijah has in boldness come before him and said to his messengers, And so he sent to Elijah a captain with 50 men. 50 men to bring in one man, a SWAT team, a big SWAT team. Elijah is sitting on top of a hill. And the captain said, man of God, the king says, come down. Elijah answered the captain, If I'm a man of God, may fire come down from heaven and consume you and your 50 men. Then fire fell from heaven and consumed the captain and his men. At this, the king sent to Elijah another captain with his 50 men. The captain said to him, Man of God, this is what the king says. Come down at once. If I'm a man of God, Elijah replied, May fire come down from heaven and consume you and your 50 men. Then the fire of God fell from heaven and consumed him and his 50 men. So the king sent a third captain with his 50 men. This third captain went up and fell on his knees before Elijah. Man of God, he begged, Please have respect for my life and the lives of these 50 men, your servants. See, fire has fallen from heaven and consumed the first two captains and their men. But now have respect for my life. And the angel of the Lord said to Elijah, Go down with him. Do not be afraid of him. So Elijah got up and went down with him to the king. Now, wow. This is a very different king that showed up just a short time earlier. This is a mature man who has crossed the line from Jezebel's world into the glory of God. Now, we usually think of the glory of God as being after the coming of Jesus. But no. I want to tell you that even in the Old Testament, 
and in the New Testament, there were men and women who crossed over from Jezebel's land and came as a powerful voice of rebuke against Jezebel's land. And they spoke not from Jezebel's land. They spoke from the glory of God. It is possible now to live in the glory of God. And once you taste living in the glory of God, you'll never go back to Jezebel. You'll never go back to Jezebel and gain your sustenance and your life from this wicked, wicked world and this wicked, wicked woman. You just won't be able to do that anymore. What happened? What was it that changed everything? Well, let's go back and review. Many of you listening to this broadcast have dwelt in the land of Jezebel while at the same time trying to walk with Jesus. You've done the same sin over and over. The Holy Spirit has spoken to you about this and told you, cut that off. As he said to me, cut off the cell phone. Don't go and check the news. Don't go and do this and that with your cell phone. Cut it off. Okay? I did it. I don't carry it around searching after all the prices of things in the and the world news and this and no i have no interest i belong now to another land i belong to glory some of you the holy spirit has told you stop watching those movies even the ones that seem innocent are not innocent Stop, turn them off. But you haven't done it. You might do it for a short short time and then you're right back in the movies. You're right back in the games, the video games. You're right back in yelling and accusing and bickering. You're right back in it. I want to tell you, you don't have to go back in it. You can go to glory right now. All that's required is that you do what the Lord asks you to do by the power of the blood of Jesus Christ. Now, I know Christians who who are so full of themselves so bitter, so angry, so accusing, so demanding. They live in Jezebel's land. I don't want to walk in that. When I made the decision that I was leaving Jezebel's land and I was forever 
going to live in the glory of God. Those things that he told me to cut off, I cut off. Those people he told me to no longer respond to in any kind of way that would be bickering, I did so. So now I live on the glory side. And I rejoice in that. We don't have to live in the bickering and the fighting and the corruption. We don't have to walk that way. We don't have to live in that Jezebel land like that. So for me, part of it is recognizing that I have been called as a pastor, as a revivalist, that I am to speak a straight and honest word as God calls me to speak that honest word. Recognizing that I am responsible to the Lord Jesus Christ and that I'm here to call you and others totally out of the Jezebel land. I tell you, I know by talking to many of you that you are utterly beaten up, that you don't see any way through, that you are at a place of utter hopelessness until you can get some rest and you can get something to drink, you can get something to satisfy some craving in your heart, and then you say, okay, I can go now. No, I've come to a place where it no longer matters to me who agrees with me or who disagrees with me. I'm not on this radio to please you or anyone. I'm here to please Jesus Christ. I'm here to speak a straight, honest word, unvarnished. And if people get angry about that and call me names, I recognize that they're speaking from Jezebel's land. I'm not going to dwell in Jezebel's land any longer. I have vowed with the Lord Jesus Christ to walk in his glory. I'll show you a scripture. It's over here in Galatians. And if you've listened very long to this broadcast, you've heard me speak of this before, but I want to talk about it just briefly again today. You, my brothers, you were called to be free. That is, you were called to live in the glory land of our God and our Savior. Do not use your freedom to indulge the sinful nature. So in other words, don't go back and imbibe because someone is trying to convince you that this is okay. This is not anything Jesus would be upset with. 
If in your heart you think and believe and sense and hear from the Holy Spirit, don't touch it. It's vile. Paul is saying, leave it alone. Because as soon as you begin to walk in a way to indulge the sinful nature, you're going back under the authority and control of Jezebel. He says the entire law is summed up in a single command. Love your neighbor as yourself. You're not going to love your neighbor by beating them up, by accusing them, by demanding from them certain actions. That's not love. That's Jezebel stuff. I really want you to get a clear sense in your mind of the division between the world of Jezebel and the glory of God. There is nothing in the world more exciting or more powerful than the glory of Jesus Christ. And it comes by way of the blood. It's active. It's aggressive. It goes after your heart. It transitions you from the world of Jezebel to the world of the gospel of Jesus Christ. To the kingdom of God. He says. The entire law. Is summed up in a single command. Love your neighbor as yourself. If you keep on biting and devouring each other. Watch out or you will be destroyed by each other. My mother used to always say, Raymond, it takes two to fight. So you don't like what Don was doing? Don't say anything. Walk away. Don't fight with him. Don't fight. Don't bite. Don't say those nasty things. And there are people in this world who have incredible memories of their interpretation of historic events. And they will come to you with the most horrible jabs and punches. Just don't respond. It takes two to fight. Walk away. It says... If you keep on biting and devouring each other, watch out or you will be destroyed by each other. So I say, live by the Spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the sinful nature. For the sinful nature desires what is contrary to the Spirit. And the spirit, what is contrary to the sinful nature. You see, there is, there is the kingdom of, of Jezebel. And there is the kingdom of God's glory. 
and they are in total opposition one to the other. They don't favor each other. But the side of the glory of God does not fight like the Jezebel side. And God will put up for so long with a person coming and jabbing and punching from the Jezebel side. And then finally, God steps in like he did with this vineyard situation with Naboth. And he speaks He speaks to that Jezebel side and he said, look, here's the penalty for what you've done. That didn't save the life of this farmer, of this wine maker, this, this vineyard. Didn't save his life. We live in a world where people die. But God will tolerate Jezebel's wickedness only so long. And then he says, okay, the dogs are going to eat her. It says, if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under law. The acts of sinful nature, or I could say the acts of Jezebel, are very obvious. Sexual immorality, impurity, debauchery, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. I warn you, as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. Why will they not inherit the kingdom of God? I thought God could cover over your sin and that you would receive the righteousness of Jesus. No. Paul is saying to the church at Galatia, here are the activities. If you participate in these and you rowl against other people and you bite other people and you demand that everybody do it the way you want it done, you're controlling, you're judgmental, then you're not led by the Spirit of God. You're led by the spirit of Jezebel. Now it says, the fruit of the spirit is love. Do you understand? The spirit brings fruit in your life. And that fruit is first and foremost identified by laying down my life for another. By giving another person what they need. Joy. Joy is a byproduct. It is a fruit 
It's what's produced in your life when you have finally come to a point where you cross the line and you choose to dwell in the glory of God and not in the wicked corruption of this world. You decide, cold-blooded, you decide, I will not live in the friendship and in the world as an offspring of Jezebel. I cut off Jezebel and all that she represents. Now, I want to ask you, please, which side do you live on? You've made a little encampment over on Jezebel's side and you try to keep the the world out of that little encampment and you're trying as hard as you can to do everything the way God would want you to do it and yet you see yourself failing at that time after time. You're unable to carry through your commitments. You make resolutions about righteousness, about what you want to do with your time and energy and then it doesn't work. You get mad and blow up and you find yourself criticizing, judging. We have all over America these little encampments called churches. But they don't live in victory. For the most part, they live in defeat. They're more concerned about money and programs and friendships, entertainment. They're not concerned about the glory of God. They're not concerned about lifting up the name of Jesus. They're not concerned about living in glory, in holiness, in righteousness. No, they bought the lie that I can live in the land of of Jezebel and God loves me and it's going to work out in the end no it won't listen the fruit of the spirit is love that is self-sacrificing love joy peace patience kindness goodness faithfulness gentleness, self-control. Against such things, there is no law. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the sinful nature, or if it would help, have crucified, have crucified the wicked woman, Jezebel. They crucified the passions and the desires that reside deep in the heart of the land of Jezebel. No, instead, those who choose to walk in the land of the living God live by the Spirit. And Paul says, keep in step with the Spirit. 
let us not become conceited, provoking and envying each other. Brethren, if someone is caught in a sin, you must, who are spiritually mature, restore him gently. But watch yourselves, or you also may be tempted. Carry each other's burdens. In this way, you'll fulfill the law of Christ. If anyone thinks he is something when he is nothing, he deceives himself. Each one should test his own actions. See, I recognize. I am responsible before God for the way I choose to live my life. I am responsible before mighty God for whether my concern is what people are thinking about me or what Jesus is thinking about me. I'm called to live an honest Christian life, not giving way to the powers of darkness, but recognizing that I have separated from the land of darkness, from the land of fornication, from the land of uncleanness. I've separated those things that God has told me to cut off. I've cut them off. And now I just want to walk clean day by day, helping as many as I can help by speaking a straight, honest word to call you, to encourage you into the land of the glory of God, of the presence of the Holy Spirit, where he speaks to you and he orders your steps, where he totally, by the blood of Jesus, cleanses you and changes the very attitude of your heart and makes you into a new person. What a glory to dwell with Jesus. You can right now, forever, forever, cut off from your heart the Jezebel land. I know some of you have been called to do that. But you've wanted to maintain some relationship with Jezebel so that you could have the advantages of living in Jezebel's land and yet call yourself a Christian. No, I want you to totally leave behind the Jezebel land and come and dwell in the glory of Jesus Christ where his presence surrounds you, encourages you. Yes, even disciplines you. I'm right now under the discipline of God. I needed to be. And so I'm, 
I'm enduring the discipline of God with joy and hope and expectation, knowing that this fall I will not die from it as the king of of Israel did. It was a it was a bad fall. It's now almost four weeks of not being able to use my right leg, agonizing, trying to sleep at night. It was a bitter fall. But it's okay. Whatever comes into my life, I accept with joy from Jesus Christ. And that which he does not want me to accept with joy, I just pass it on to him and say, thank you, Jesus. I know you'll take care of it. Or you'll take care of them. I'm going to rejoice in Jesus because I live in his glory. I live with the knowledge that he loves me and that he's going to use me continuing in the work of the gospel. I live in the glory of God. Do you? It means giving up everything of Jezebel and accepting everything of Jesus Christ. Well, we're out of time for today's broadcast. But I've saved time at the end that I could pray with you. Let's pray. Lord, I've shared the gospel, the good news that we can dwell in the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. And I come today recognizing that many who will listen to this broadcast do not dwell in your glory. They're beat up. They're angry. They're hurting. And they're saying, why, why, why? Lord, today I'm asking for your great mercy and compassion to surround each person. I ask, Lord, that you would turn their heart to you and away from unbelief that you would turn each person's heart toward the glory of our Lord God of heaven. Almighty God, please come with power, healing the brokenness of my brothers and my sisters, having compassion upon them, putting a spirit of joy and peace and long-suffering, letting the fruit of the Spirit burst forth out of their hearts out of their lives. Lord, I praise you today. I praise you for what you're doing in me. Even in the anguish and haze of pain, I thank you, Jesus, for what you're doing in me. Lord, I know what it is to walk through the discipline of the Lord. Many times in my life, I've been down this road of discipline. And each time you've brought a harvest of righteousness out of it. And I'm asking again now for me 
that you would bring a harvest of righteousness out of the discipline that you have brought into my life. I rejoice in you, Jesus. I'm so happy to belong to you, my Lord. And I'm so excited to dwell in your glory. To see in the spirit the moving as you establish bulkheads against the corrupt world of our government and the corrupt world of people. That you are building bulkheads to protect your chosen and faithful servants. That you would not allow men and women to just simply turn bitter and angry and walk away from the gospel. Lord, have your way today. I ask you to look with mercy and compassion upon me and every person who is undergoing that painful place of discipline. Lord, the friend I just heard about who has had two strokes as a young man, who has gone blind. Lord, I pray for him today. Many times, Lord, I have talked with him about you. Lord, I pray for a place of healing and restoration, a place of safety. Almighty God of heaven, that you would grant to your people the authority to pray and heal the broken and to restore the broken. Lord, thank you. I pray in your mighty name. Amen. Now today, you've been listening to Pilgrim's Progress. My name is Ray Greenlee from the National Prayer Chapel. I'm so glad you've listened today. I pray that you have opened your heart and allowed the Holy Spirit to come in and do the work in your heart to transfer you over to the glory of God. Thank you for listening. Now I also want to share with you our address at the National Prayer Chapel is 2346 Woodbridge, Virginia. That's Post Office Box 2346 Woodbridge, Virginia. 22195. For some reason, letters have not been coming to the post office box. Maybe one or two a week. That's very unusual. So I invite you to to step in as the Lord calls you. Now, because I'm homebound and the church is in the house, I want to give that address to you as well and invite you to send your tithes and offerings and gifts. They'll go straight into the same account. That address is Ray Greenley, 
5009 Softwood, one word, Softwood Lane, Woodbridge, Virginia, 22192. That's Ray Greenley, 5009 Softwood Lane, Woodbridge, Virginia, 22192. Now I recognize we each make choices. We make choices about where we will go, what we will do. We make choices about how we're going to feel. God has given us the opportunity to determine our own future. Either stay in Jezebel's land, call yourself a Christian, live in a little tiny encampment, but continue to walk in your sin and your rebellion. Or finally say, okay, I'm out of here. I'm done. I'm not going to walk in sin anymore. I am going to walk in the power of the blood of Jesus Christ. I'm cutting off the world, the flesh, and the devil. I'm cutting off Jezebel. You have that choice. Pray and ask Jesus to send his mighty blood to cover you, to change you, and to move you into the glory of God. I'll talk to you soon. I love you. God bless you. If you have unfired three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.